Well, we've got a special treat this morning because we have two people up speaking to us this morning. We've got Pete and we've got Ruth, who are part of our leadership team. So I'm um, excited. I think, Ruth, are we hearing from you first? Or no? Okay. Ruth's uh, going to be up in just a second. I just wanted to um, just encourage us because um, I love the way God speaks. Um, I love the way he speaks to me and there's different ways that he speaks to you probably in different moments. And um, uh, I was chatting with Rick in the week and uh, he, he just um, uh, just did the offering and uh, he mentioned this thing of... Um, uh, of uh, Rosh Hashanah. Have I mullered that? <laughs> Rosh Hashanah. And, uh, and essentially, in, you know, in the Hebrew times, they had these different feast days. And that era speaks, those times speak prophetically into Jesus' coming and, um, uh, and then right the way through to his second coming. And, uh, and as we, Rick and I were chatting, and I'm trying to tease out with him, how do we understand these things? How do they speak to us and not just be things that are Old Testament things that are disconnected from us and that we think, yeah, well, I'm not Jewish by birth and, you know, um, it doesn't really do much for me. And, uh, but I was just reading this morning about this, this Feast of Trumpets. So basically, it's beginning of Jewish New Year. And I just felt that actually this, is, this can speak prophetically into us launching as a church. Um, because this is the first of those um, three uh, feasts which are indicators, are pointing us towards Christ's return. And many people are feeling that actually there is a shift in the times that we're living in. And actually, how do we respond to that? How do we live as a group of people? And then this Festival of Trumpets thing is where they literally would blow trumpets, blow these shofars, you know, like the big horny things, um, and uh, they would blow one of those. And basically, it's a call to, for people to repent. Now, actually, we now are hidden in Christ, yes? We are now in him. And we have a responsibility to raise a clarion call to shout out to the world, actually, that now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to turn to him. Now is the time to turn to him. And that's what we're doing. You know, you look at the, some of the words in our songs, and they are testifying to the goodness of God. And where we're talking about flowing out as a church and where we are seeing that, we, we've talked about transition from who we were to who we are. And that thing of um, metamorphosis is us changing, not just the external thing changing, but us changing. There is a shift for us to step into, to go, hey, I'm going to be a trumpet. I am going to call this out in my day where I am. Um, David, do you just want to come up? Is that all right? We will preach in a minute, I promise, but I just love the way that some of these things... Because you see, what happened was Rick was talking to me about it, and I'm teasing it out in my head, and then I sit with this guy this morning um, before the meeting starts, and then, would you believe it, he starts talking about it. So I'm like, oh man, now God's talking, so now we've got to listen. So, David, do you want to just share what you were feeling? Thank you, Pete. Um, one of the things that we must understand, because the Bible speaks concerning the sons of Issachar who understood times and seasons... It's not the times of the future, but the time of the now. We must understand what God is doing now in the calendar of God. Um, one of the things we talk about, like um, Ricky did point out about Rosh Hashanah, is in the Hebraic New Year, before we go to our New Year, but also we must understand that the Rosh Hashanah also symbolizes a sound that has been released. And oftentimes we talk about the shofar, have one, if I knew of the one of the horns. And it represents the prophetic, it represents the sound of a warning that has been sent out in the season. This time, as the night goes today, you will begin to see in Israel and all the other places, they'll begin to sound. Some churches are sounding it because there is a new sound that has been released, even in this season. And I was sharing on Thursday what the Lord was saying. And the Lord began to say, even as we come into the season, the Bible says, darkness shall cover the earth according to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2 to 3. 
And God began to say, there shall be a lot of darkness in this time. And God said, but the beauty of my people will be light. The Bible said the people will rise up as light even in this season. The church of Jesus are going to rise up even as there's so much forecast and there's so much things about darkness, recession, and all this thing coming. But the Lord said even the people that knows my heart and post their in the season, they will reflect as light. So even now, I prophesy over this house, the River Church, that you will boss forth into a new season, even as you go into the street and the territory. As you come into a new season, God will begin to make your voice to be louder like never before. That everything that has been hidden in your heart will begin to come forth. Even in this season, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what is in store. Now the Bible says, even the Gentiles shall begin to come into the lighting. I come to decree and declare that hear the voice of the Lord, even as the sound is released, your voice shall be as a sound in the city, in the street, in the highways and the byways, that even as you go into the city, these cities and these places, we decree that this church shall be a place of overflow in the name of Jesus Christ. Your light shall reflect forth. The glory of the Lord shall move through you that the prophetic will usher in healings, miracles, signs, and wonders even in this season in the name of Jesus Christ. No longer shall there be drought even in this house. We decree and declare that the glory of the Father will be seen even in this house. No longer shall it be the wells. But the Father, it shall spring forth like wind, and it shall spring forth and burst forth. He said, hear the voice of the Lord, all sons of the Lord, even in this house. So my cry shall be heard even through your voice, the thing that tried to hold you down, keep you down, and to put you down. God says, hear it, my sons and my daughters. So it shall flow like a river through you, and that thing shall no longer be able to hold you. Down in this season, it said, it shall be like a trumpet. Your voice shall be louder. Sickness will not be able to hold you down. God says, get ready, for my light shall reflect through your heart. And darkness shall not be able to stand in your body. Darkness shall not be able to stand in your family. Say, get ready, for my wind is coming through you into the street. Get ready, O United Kingdom, for the light of God shall rise in this land. In the name of Jesus, because Jesus is king in Jesus name you see we get to be a trumpet come on yeah what he said <laughs> thank you David awesome all right um, oh this is fun isn't it who enjoys church yeah come on um, Roth do you want to come up and um, follow that <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, it's great. Thank you, David. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for the contributions. Oh, it's great to be here, isn't it? Ooh. Okay. So, <laughs> we want to be um, over the next months and weeks and months setting out actually the river, what the river looks like, what our culture what our values are, what expectations, what vision we have, and, and as well as that, the kind of the structures that we want to put in place to see the river flowing to its full potential. Because obviously when you've got a river, we're thinking about the, the river being inside us, that's us, that's the water, but you've also got the bed and the banks which, which provide some structure um, and allow it the river to flow because if you've just got the water you've essentially just got a puddle haven't you so we need to actually look at <laughs> which isn't what we are we're streams of living water that's flowing out from within us and the structures that we're going to place around us are not going to be burdensome or um you know overly heavy but there's things that allow us to flow that give us structure we need both the water and the riverbed um so um that's the kind of things we're going to be looking at over the next a couple of weeks and months. So hopefully you'll have had a, a bookmark in your gift bag at some point. Oh, I got a clicker. Sorry, I, I've got a thing. There we go. Um, and yeah, you'll have had them in your gift bag, hopefully, and they're, which are now our, our welcome packs for people who come that are new. Um, and on the back, you've got um, the three statements. Enjoy his presence, connect his family, and love others. They're basically, they, they speak about who we are and what we're all about. 
They're so good, aren't they? They're simple, but really profound, uh, which is what I really love. And hopefully those three things run through every different, every different um, context you might find yourself in as a river. Um, and hopefully this morning you've experienced all of those as well. Um, then they're all equally important. But um, this morning we're going to start in the middle, actually. We're going to uh, focus on number two, connect as family. Because we felt, um, after the lockdown, we felt like God spoke to us about not restarting the machine, but being a family. And um, you guys will know a lot of this, um, but I just thought it's so great to go over these kind of verses, isn't it? Adoption into a new family is an amazing thing, and it's a metaphor describing the spiritual reality that lies at the heart of our salvation. Okay, so Romans 8, 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. You are children of God. You are children. The spirit you receive doesn't make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your sonship, your children, your sons. And we get to cry to our Father God, Abba, which means daddy, doesn't it? It's that, that intimacy. And the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Oh. Don't you love it that it's by the Holy Spirit, which is in us, we've spoken a lot about the Holy Spirit being a river in us. It's by him that we can say that we are children of God. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. We are fully adopted into the family. Fully adopted into the family. This happens, as you all know, through what Jesus has won for us on the cross. And we get to be brothers and sisters of Jesus. Father God, brothers and sisters with Jesus. Ooh, heirs and co-heirs. So if we're children, then we're heirs. That's just the way it is. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Wow. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So whatever earthly family we have, whatever our experience of earthly family, we now belong to a bigger, wider, deeper, everlasting family that includes the river, but it's actually way bigger than the river. Isn't that amazing? I love it when we go to other places and you meet with people who are Christians and you just have that connection. You go to other churches, oh, you're part of the same family. This is amazing. This fact unites us in an incredibly powerful way, regardless of our age, of our stage, of our background, of our culture, of our experience. There's something beautiful, and it's unique, in the fact that despite all of our differences, we are all equally loved and significant members of God's family. It's fundamental stuff, but it's so good, isn't it, to remind ourselves, this is true, this is who we are. We are family. Um, and what I love as well is that because of that, we demonstrate and communicate salvation. Because the big story of God is displayed in the big family of God, enjoying God together here on the earth. We gather together and worship because in doing so, we display God's heart for his creation to be restored to right relationship with Christ by the Spirit. We worship together to display God's design for all of us to become children of God, brothers and sisters of Christ, again, no matter our background, age, gender, marital status, experience, skin colour. When we've previously spoken about family mornings at Oasis. We weren't talking about times for the standard family with 2.4 children, were we? Which I hope you all knew that. There are times for the whole family. They are precious because everyone is a significant part of the family of God. And this is what we mean when we're talking about connecting as family and that being how we relate. Um, <laughs> So we were given this, given this um, picture by a family that some of you will know that moved away nearly a year ago. It says, uh, here's the months that turns to the years with the friends that turn to family. 
And there's that sentiment that family is special, isn't there? And as the family of God, it's not confined to our natural families. It's inclusive. There's commitment uh, of love rather than duty. There's ownership, acceptance, belonging. There's celebration and there's tears. There are hard, painful and tricky times. And that's, again, where our culture and our values come into play. And that's why we're going to be talking about those um, over the next weeks and months. As we need to navigate difficult bits, that's what's going to help us through. But suffice to say, this morning, family is important. It's who we are and it's what we've been adopted into. It's precious and it's worth defending, actually. And we will all have a different experience of family and extended family, so do you bear with us. Some will have positive and some it's not so much, actually. Um, and we do recognise that in bringing the parallel, but hopefully this illustration is helpful. Um, it's not actually what I'm going to say doesn't necessarily go with the picture, but you get the idea. Christmas dinner with the extended family. So grandma might be pulling a cracker with her seven-year-old grandson, get the picture, Granddad is making sure the wine glasses are topped up. Dad's telling a bad joke. <laughs> Mum's looking after the baby or the child eating one-handed while someone else is chopping up the Brussels sprouts for another child. Everyone's laughing or maybe groaning at Dad's punchline. This is what it's like. This is a picture of all ages working together, one serving the other, Adults sometimes begrudgingly sporting the party hats while the kid's trying to be on the best behaviour as grandma's there. There's that family context. And what we've found is there's a helpful comparison, obviously, that I'm just going to skim over a little bit in terms of the comparison between us as a family and an organisation. So if you parallel family with clubs, um, you can see there on the screen, if you're in a, in a club, you're likely to be served, whereas part of the family, we serve each other. And we do that out of joy, actually, not because it's a contract that we need to fulfill, which obviously, if you've got a membership to a gym or a club or whatever, it's a contract. This is a covenant between us. Um, we're not doing it out of duty. We do it out of love. Again, a club is exclusive because you'll need to be a member. We're very much inclusive as a family. Um, consumerist versus ownership. We all own this family. We're all part of it. Uh, it's not just one peer group. We're multi-generational, which is another thing that's just so beautiful about the church, about family. And growth is not based on competition. It's celebrated within a church, within a family. So what a privilege it is to be a part of a church family. We're not a club or an organisation. So... Um, it, the Christmas dinner illustration is quite nice. It's a good picture of church and our meetings. And it, we're not necessarily thinking in that context. We're not like asking, is everyone happy? But instead, is everyone loving each other? Is everyone serving each other? Is everyone working as a body, acting as a family? So, I've just got one more verse. Um, Romans 12 tells us to be devoted to one another. A healthy functioning family means give and take and honouring and preferring one another. And true worship begins when we choose to be together despite what might divide us. Um, and as a family, it's so important that we are connecting, not just kind of coexisting, that we know people and that we're known, um, that we experience that love and acceptance we know that we're significant within the context. We're all so important. The River family wouldn't be the same without you. I'm going to eyeball as many people as possible. It really wouldn't be the same without you. And we provide a context for others to be adopted into, don't we? Again, going back to that picture of salvation, that's what we're representing to the world. And the world needs families. The world needs fathers and mothers I won't tell you the number of people that we see at Food Bank who just need fathering and mothering. That's what they need. They need us. So the, um, Yaz is, uh, is happy for me to share this. The, the word art picture that I showed you on our wall, um, it was given to us by another family, but 
um, another close friend of our family, who I've mentioned, came round and she read it and she said, that's me, that is. And, I, and it, the truth is that our friendship with her has become to that place where she is more than a friend. But I really love that. Family is precious and it is inclusive and it's attractive and it's naturally what we're made for. And um, as we do family well, we will naturally and supernaturally grow. It's not about being inward looking. Um, so we're all part of the big family of God, no matter how old, young, what our marital or financial status is, what our background, experience, or any other difference that you can think of. <laughs> it's what Jesus died for. We are family. So we're going to consider the, the, um, what helps us to connect as family. Thanks, Ruth. Um, yeah, that's all right. That's fine. You did some sides for me, but I don't know what's on them. So I just used the slides. This is like a trust exercise, isn't it? <laughs> How is it? Thank you. Um, that's just, I'm just intrigued now. What do I press? I've never used a clicker. The right one. Good, good. Oh, hello. Okay, we're going to turn now. Okay, all right. Um, wonderful. All right. Uh, you know, I heard a speaker stand up the other um, the other month in a setting, and he was talking about how do you know if you're part of a church or not. And uh, he said, it's really easy. He said, if you bring me either your diary or your bank statement, I'll tell you whether you're part of a church family or not. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's quite that's quite strong, isn't it? Um, but actually, it's also quite true, because you will invest your time and your money in the things that you love and with the people that you love. Um, that's why Christmas time, if you've got folk that you hang out with at Christmas time, you, you'll probably spend time with them and money on them, um, because you love them. And um, actually, church is a bit like that. And actually, maybe even it's supposed to be like that. Maybe even God actually says, hey, this is how you're supposed to do it. Um, and... Uh, so I just wanted to um, think for a moment about the, a typical Sunday morning, because this room didn't look like this at seven o'clock this morning. And um, so stuff has to happen on an average Sunday morning. First of all, someone has to turn up with a key and open this place up. And then we have, you've come through the doors, and what, what, what happened when you came through the doors this morning? Did anyone say Hello? Yeah, okay, so we've got people that might say hello. There's a welcome-type moment that happens. And then some of you might have ventured over to that corner and got yourself something to drink. And so that stuff didn't just magically appear. Um, that refreshment thing actually happened because people put stuff out, yeah? Do you see where I'm going with this? Um, and then actually, I actually don't know who did it this morning, but like chairs have gone out. It's amazing. These chairs, they just float themselves and plonk down, all organized, and then at the end of the morning, they just mysteriously go back. No, they don't. They have to be put out. Um, and then we're looking at stuff on this screen because we actually have a PA and visuals team, and we've sung worship, and we've heard music coming out of these speakers because we have PA and visuals team. And uh, it's awesome, isn't it? And, um, and then we've actually had musicians on this, on this platform um, who've been leading us this morning. And, you know, they didn't just turn up this morning and do that. They actually thought about it before they came here and prepped stuff and thought about, oh, what songs, Holy Spirit, do you want us to be singing this morning? And so there's that that goes on before you even get here. And, um, uh, and then there's what I'm doing right now. I'm hosting this more. Leo's been hosting this morning, and we're taking us through preaching. Um, and uh, so meeting, meetings like this, they need facilitating and leading and... Um, and then we've got um, our children are not in the room anymore because they've gone out. Um, but we haven't left them unaccompanied. We're actually pouring. I hope we haven't. <laughs> we're, we're actually intentionally pouring into them. Do you know we don't provide a babysitting service? That's not what we do. We are pouring into the next generation of world changers who need to know that they've been called for such a time as this. Not such time as tomorrow. No, this. This time. 
That's what we do with our children and children's workers. So that needs facilitating. And then after it all, we then pack it all away again, put it all in a box, and um, lock the building up. And all of that took a few people. And you know what happens is if we get this wrong, what happens is we start to feel like we do it out of a sense of duty. Oh, it's my week, I'm on a rotor. I've got to turn up early. I've got to buy the milk. I forgot yesterday. It's really annoying. The shop doesn't open until after 10 o'clock. How am I going to do that? If we slip into that mindset really quickly, it becomes that that, that sheet that was there, it's probably on this clicker thing. I can probably go back and find it. On here, look, if we go, ba- oh, hello. If we go back to here, really quickly, if we slip back into this one, it stops being what Jesus has called us to. It stops being what he paid such a price for us to have. You see, the stuff that's on this side is basically the stuff that Jesus has done for you. He's done that for you. You didn't do it for yourself. He did this for you. That's why we broke bread together this morning. Because he created a covenant for us. And um, so this, it's not a self-serving exercise. This is because we live with a revelation of the grace of God that compels us to pour it out for him. I never, you know, I love putting the chairs out. Some people laugh at me because I'm quite fastidious about it. But, you know, I actually really enjoy it because I put the chairs down and go, God bless this person and this person and this person. Would this person meet with you? It's not just putting the chairs out. We are literally changing the atmosphere because I don't know what happened in here last night. There might have been a party in here last night or something. I want to go, no, God, would they have an encounter with you? On this chair and this chair and this chair and that chair that needs to go a bit straighter. And... um, and it's the same with all the rest of it. Do you know, this? we are an amazing, amazing church. I am amazed. Every Sunday, you guys wash the stuff up. Like, I don't even know if there's a washing up team. I just, I, I, I don't know. But I know the stuff gets washed up. Why? Because you love really, really well. You guys love us really, really well. You love each other really well. This this morning isn't us cajoling you and saying, come on, we've got to do better. This is us saying it is an amazing privilege to be a part of this church family. Isn't it? It's such a rich environment. All we're saying this morning is, hey, if you're new, if you feel like, actually, I want to be a part of the family, then this morning, this is us saying, we want you to be part of the family. We want you to dive in. We want you to play a part. You know, this, it's like, a, it's like a, a, that family gathering at the table. It's like that, except it's a really big table. And there is a seat for every single person. We've got friends in Boston, and they lead a church called The Table, because it's exactly that. They want everybody to know there's a seat, there's a place, there's a seat for them at their table. And... Um, and it's a table that gets bigger and bigger and bigger because that's what happens with the kingdom of God. Because as we spread this message that Leo started with this morning of righteousness, peace and joy, it's going to catch on. It's going to catch on. Someone this week, we had a meeting here this week. On What day was it, Alan? We were in here? Friday? Friday. And um, regional church kind of gathering for Transforming Essex thing. And this guy I don't know, he came up to me and he said... Just want you to say, your building's not big enough, but don't worry, God's sorting it. <laughs> I, d- I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> other than, okay. <laughs> um, brilliant. Uh, this is a table that gets bigger. We've got a seat each at this table. Now, the thing is, as the thing grows, there's actually more organization needed, i.e. the size of the riverbed and the banks gets wider the more water has to flow through it. So you have to have a bit more of that. 
going on to get more water going through. Does that make sense? And we're not restarting a machine. Please don't hear that. We are laying a bigger table. And you're part of that. We want you to help. We serve one another. This isn't a restaurant where you get to be served and not do any serving. Because actually, it's way more rewarding. It's way more rewarding to roll your sleeves up and to pour it out for other people. Because you discover that your identity is, is, this is servanthood. We've got the posture of sons and daughters. No, the position of sons and daughters. But we've got the posture of servants. And identity as friends. <laughs> Um, so there's those serving roles. Then there's some other serving roles as well. Um, things that are the more behind-the-scenes kind of deals, like leadership and trustees and finance and administration. Put your hand up if you love admin. Seriously, I'm looking at you because I need lots of help with admin. <laughs> 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 no, I, we really do need to. Uh, my administration is not my strong suit. Um, God's given me a lot of gifts, but admin's not really one of them. So I have to try too hard at admin. And um, I know that God's got the right people to form team around administration for this church. Um, so if God's speaking to you right now to help bolster admin in this church, please, please come speak to us. And um, uh, that would be great. Um, this is a great one. You'll love this one. Catering, hospitality, weren't, weren't we? Yeah, you can woo-woo. You were amazing last week. Absolutely amazing, Liam Merrill. Yeah, amazing. Mark Smith? You know, it's not just a, um, like a, a talent, it's a spiritual gift. God's actually anointed them and others with hospitality. And, uh, and in a church family, you, you get to pour out your gift for Jesus and for one another. Um, what about this one? Communication. Who got a newsletter in, the, in their inbox this week? Yeah, if you didn't get one, give Stephen your email address because he would love to give you a little email every week that will always have something to make you smile in it. And, um, you know, what we want to do, we want to develop that side of things. Social media. Turns out some people actually like social media and use it. And, um, and we, we can connect. We can be that shofar on social media platforms. What, what a different voice that can be. To be a, what was, was that funny? I've got my brother, Lar, he's heckling me. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's Andrew, I like your socks, Andrew. These are great socks. Wowzers. Right, okay. Um, can I just tell you about, so what we're going to do next week, did I miss anything in there? I had a verse. Ruth made me a slide with a verse on it. Let's Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. That is a pretty good description from the Apostle Paul about what we're about, isn't it? Wonderful. All right. Um, can I tell you about something new that we're gonna, we want to get started on straight away? Um, so numbers of us in this room have not known each other for that long. And what we want to do, because what we've realized is that this whole thing of connecting as family takes time. Takes you spending time with people outside of a Sunday morning. And um, 
so what we want to do, and I had someone literally yesterday text me, they're new to the church, Nathan and Georgia, I don't know if, if they're not here, are they, right now? And uh, I've probably just embarrassed them. Anyway, they're saying, um, what, what's the deal with small groups? And I thought, oh, that's a great question. And, um, and some of you have asked that question over time. <laughs> and so we are a new church, with, and this is a new day for how we express community as a church. So... What we want to do is we want to start creating community, smaller hubs around the place. And actually, what we believe is that God is going to pour his spirit out on these environments and they are going to grow as well. Because Sundays is not the only connection point that people have to have to the church. And so on the 18th of October, can you put 18th of October in your diary? We are bringing back Disciples Assemble because we have a mission. You know in the movies, Disciples Assemble? No, they weren't called that, were they? Avengers, that's the thing. So in the Avengers movies, they pulled this team together because they had a mission to come there to beat some bad guy who was out there with a gold glove and whatnot. And uh, so we've got a mission. And... um, (laughs) And our mission is to see us lot unite, enjoy more union together, more fellowship together, more friendship together. Actually, for us to to grow this thing so that we sharpen one another to be more effective in what God has called us to do in this day. Also, so that we could actually be friends. Yay! Like, why not be friends with people in the church? I don't know. That's radical, isn't it? Jesus says he calls us friends. Maybe we could start calling each other friends. And not just that person that I see on a Sunday morning and have a two-second conversation with when I say, how are you, how's your week been? Because that's not quite the same thing, is it? And so we need to shake off some religiosity about what church looks like. That's kind of why I enjoyed a bit of this morning, where it's just like lots of stuff coming in from different directions that we hadn't quite known was going to happen like that. Brilliant. And it needs to kind of carry on like that, and we need to create more context for that to happen. So what I want to do, what we want to do, on the Tuesday, the 18th of October, we're going to do an evening here. If you are remotely interested in what I've just been talking about in terms of connection, community, friendship, please come along. If you've never been along to one of those evenings before, please come along. The only way we start connecting outside of a Sunday morning is if we start connecting outside of a Sunday morning. This is on a Tuesday evening. Hooray! That then ticks that box. So come along on that evening and we're going to tease out, okay, how might this work? How are we going to fulfill this mission? Uh, It's eight o'clock. Thanks, Pearl. Eight o'clock. Um, uh, here. Uh, we might get the kettle on for half seven, quarter to eight. All right, okay. And um, okay, we're going to get the kettle on at half seven so that there is more time. If you want to bring a cake, bring a cake. Um, bring your dessert if you didn't have time for dessert before coming out. Whatever. Bring your tea even. Who cares? Um, it doesn't matter. Let's just get time together and um, uh, we're going to work this out. And what we want to do, you know we've done these brunch mornings over the last little while, yeah, where we turn up here. Some of you are looking blank at me. There's food at the back. We have some breakfast together and then we'll sit around and we'll hear different things going on around the place. What we would like to do is develop those in a slightly different way. And so what we'd love to suggest is that we come here, all of us come here first on a Sunday morning. That way we can get together, we can worship together. If there's anybody new who's never been with us before, it means we're here and in the building and they can meet with us. And then what we're thinking is we just worship together Maybe we break bread like we did this morning because that was awesome and we want to get a, a pattern around how we do that because it's important. But then, and maybe this links into breaking bread because that in a Hebrew context was done around a meal, how about we then go off to three or four different houses and enjoy lunch together? 
oh, there's, there's none. <laughs> like a wave across the room <laughs> of, um, of, of appreciation. Uh, so, because what we thought is that we can start here. And then at the same time, we then, if you come along on that evening, what we want to do, if you're interested in any way in this kind of side of church life, what we want to do is start pouring into, training up, equipping leaders to lead different community-type environments. Because who knows that church takes leadership? Any group of people actually takes leadership. And so we want to be looking at that and how we do that so that we can be releasing, seeing different areas, with this river flowing in different directions, different places, um, sounded quite nice. Um, okay. There are other things that we are excited to be um, expanding, developing. Um, the men's breakfast been pretty good, but we think we might be able to make it even better. Um, and um, same, I think there's some, is there a ladies thing happening? On the 8th of October? Where is it? At the bakehouse? That is nice. The men haven't been to the bakehouse yet. 9.30. No, I'm not coming, but I'm just now giving it out as a notice. I'm just, you know, blending notices into the preach. People will listen back to this, like, in, you know, a couple of weeks' time when they missed a Sunday morning, and it'll make no sense to them at all. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, maybe we'll have to edit stuff on the recordings. Um, once it becomes historic. Anyway, um, other things that we want to develop is um, uh, one-off social things. Like, just a chance. Like, because there might be people here where you know someone who's not a Christian. And maybe bringing them to church right now is not the immediate next step. But just creating social type content. I mean, it might even happen within that community thing that we were just talking about. So perhaps that will develop. You know, I haven't got all the ideas. I'm really good on ideas. But you guys and us all together will be even better. So we as leadership aren't looking to give you all the ideas. But what we're saying is, hey, we want to go after the certain things. Now, how do we do it? And that's where then the ideas will just start to, to emerge. And I think that's the healthiest way around. Um, another side to this as well is our youth, because, who indeed, um, because uh, as you heard, Sarah Petherick has served us amazingly um, for the last eight years or so, and, um, but actually what we want to see emerge as she takes a step back in terms of basically leading the whole thing is we want to see team develop around our youth and young people, don't we Lydia? Wonderful. And uh, in fact, you guys are in at the minute, aren't you? We've got young people in the room. So what we are really excited about, I'm just going to speak on behalf of Wildfire, because I'm also now part of Wildfire. Yes? Okay, I've been included on their WhatsApp group and everything. So I am in. Um, as long as they don't try and get me onto some other Instagram-y, TikTok kind of platform, I'll be fine. And um, WhatsApp, I can do. So we've got a meeting tonight, and we are having a barbecue yeah, because there were lots of sausages left over from last week and we don't want them to go off. So, uh, so we're going to have a barbecue tonight and we are going to literally start brainstorming, blue sky thinking, dreaming, asking God, what do you want next for young people in and around the river? And um, so we're going to start that tonight. So if you are the parent of a young person, um, then please, uh, like a teenager, I guess, 11 up, is it? Senior school age. Um, then um, please speak to me um, in the absence... Oh, and speak to Lydia. Lydia's going to have her finger on the pulse. And uh, we want you to come and be a part of this. Um, now, for you guys, I can't do everything. Yes, it turns out I have limits. And there are only the same number of hours in my week as there are in yours. But I'm, I'm going to get on the wildfire youth thing because it's important and we're not going to let it drop but it's going to require actually God's going to speak to you guys around this room and give you a heart for young people too and so I know that we're going to develop team around this so that's the plan well that's my plan with God and he's said yes to it 
So that's what's happening. Um, and another side to this as well is money, which I didn't mention earlier on. But in order for this to happen, in order for us to be here in this space, it costs something, doesn't it? There's physical money involved to have these lights on. And this, you know, I came in on what day? I came in on Tuesday, Thursday. I came in Thursday to take the river down because I thought it was just a decoration for last weekend. And then people that have been using the building through the week, like the community cafe, they said to me, oh, please don't take it down. It's so lovely. And um, so that's why it's still up. People have now said, can we keep it up? So we're keeping it up for a bit and, um, until it looks a bit shabby, maybe. <laughs> or we've got to get it down. But, um, but yeah, at the moment, yeah, yeah, when Christmas comes and we come up with other creative ideas. Hey, Lynn. Um, now we've discovered you can get really long strings of lights that are not that expensive. So uh, very good. Um, yeah, it takes money for us. You know, your family gatherings at Christmas time or whatever, um, it costs something, doesn't it? It takes money. This is no different. In fact, this is probably different in, an, in another way because it actually takes quite a bit of money. And, um, but, you know, again, it's the same thing as that. I'm not going to put it back up, but that chart. If you see being part of this and giving money through the wrong lens, you will kill it stone dead. You know your money is not yours? God has given you each of the pounds that are in your bank account. And I love how Bill Johnson talks about each pound, probably dollars in his world. In our world, it's pounds. Each pound, just visualize each pound. When you get paid or when you get um, money in whatever, however you get money in your account, um, and I'm digging myself into a hole, um, imagine each of those pounds lined up like an army. And at the beginning of each month, you get to deploy your army for the kingdom of God. That's pretty good, isn't it? And so part of that, because you are committed to us, you're part of us, you're part of this church family, you get to deploy some of your soldiers into it. And then you go, go get the enemy. That's what you tell them. Let's advance the kingdom of God. Let's take light into dark places. Because actually where we're talking about these things, we want to be looking as leaders and trustees on what we do with our money so that it is the most effective stuff it can be for the kingdom of God. And I guess there is a trust exercise, isn't there, for us, that actually that's what you're doing. You're entrusting us with your money that we are serving God sowing this into the advancement of his kingdom in the most effective ways we possibly can. And um, that's our commitment to you in what we do with your money. But it has to come from a place of generosity, um, not duty. In fact, if it comes from a place of duty, please don't give. And if you're worried about money, please speak to us. Because we'd love to stand with you, pray with you, journey this out. I don't want anyone in here feeling any sense of guilt, shame or condemnation about your finances. Because if it is that, you're missing it. Don't start there. Let's start, let's back it up, let's come back to the table and let's start with what an amazing Jesus you have who's promised to be your Jehovah Jireh every single day of your life. Yeah? And then we can, you know, everything else. You seek first the kingdom and everything else works out. I'm sure we've read that somewhere. Okay, it's quarter past 12. We've actually done all right, haven't we? Um, I would love us. Oh, yeah, so. Okay, good, thanks. Um, what we were thinking was, rather than us just say this stuff and then you just walk out and go, oh, that was good, what we want to do is we want to invite you over this next seven days to think and pray about what we've just shared this morning, about your commitment to us, your being part of this family. And what we thought we would do next Sunday, we thought it would be fun, as part of the preach, is 
we would literally create a fair type thing in the room. And so we'll have some worship guys over here and we'll have some trustees and we'll have some people involved with children's work and we'll have some leaders around. We'll have, um, Martin, are you around next Sunday? Put it in your diary. We'll have Martin on hand. We can talk about prayer meetings. We can talk about disciples assemble. Uh, we can talk about refreshments. We can, you know, um, welcome um, anything to do with us as a church. We just thought, let's lay out. Because actually, there's an awful lot in what I've just said this morning. But you guys are already serving in lots of these areas. And then what we thought would be fun to do, because we've got microphones without leads on, is we could actually walk around and we could do little, like, one-minute interview type things with hello um hello maddie where are you maddie is she out with the children okay hello maddie um you're part of welcome why why are you part of welcome team what do you love about it because this stuff comes alive when you hear from the people who are actually involved with it who come to life who are ignited with it and then you might think actually i'd like to get involved with that because i've just felt inspired or i've just felt holy spirit say to me you'd do well to get involved there you're gifted in that area and then, so we just thought that might be a fun thing to do. Again, this is not a pressure thing. If, like, next week hardly anyone shows up, <laughs> I'll know this idea completely bombed. Um, but that's okay. I'm not worried about that. What we want to do is illustrate, hey, there is such an opportunity here for all of us to step into the fullness of what God has for us. You have not been called to simply be someone who sits in a chair. You've been called to be someone who is part of the family who has ownership of this family. You're part of the river, the river of God. Um, I want to just invite us, just as we finish, just to get into groups of threes, fours around the room and just pray with one another, just for a couple of minutes before we go and get the kids. Is that right? Leo's looking at me. We've gone slightly over time. Um, just threes and fours. I just want you to just... Basically, thank God for one another. I want you to thank God that there is a place for the person you're praying with in this river, at this table, in this church family. And that God would speak to us, encourage us, affirm us. Is that okay? Wonderful. Okay.